about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> JB, you start sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. I okay. hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun, good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I Absolutely. like where you're going with yep. this. For some reason, the word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. <laughs> and he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no mas, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. <laughs> and now... The one, the only... Hi. Hello? Hello? Is anybody listening? This is the Adam Sank Show. Welcome. We are not live, but this is a brand new episode. If you're listening at 11 a.m. on Saturday, August 24th, where is the summer going, Ryan? I have not a clue. In the year 2019 at dnrstudios.com, which is the only place you can hear this podcast throughout the week that it first airs. So if you're not subscribing to DNR Studios... You're way behind. What are you doing? Well, you're listening a week later. And if you listen elsewhere, leave us your ratings and reviews on the audio platform that you use. Email me dick pics, comments, questions, complaints to adam at adamsank.com. Like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page. Download my comedy album entitled Adam Sank's Last Comedy Album on every audio platform you can think of. Um, and uh, yeah, we're always raising money to keep JB on the show indefinitely. Go to adamsank.com to donate. Uh, today's guest is uh, its going to be her first time on the show, and I'm thrilled. Her name is Sherry Davey. She's a hilarious comedian with multiple TV credits. Sherry. Sherry Davey. Sherry. Sherry Davey. Sherry. Can we sing that? Can we come, come out tonight? tonight? Come, come. I love when he sings that because um, b- both... Uh, in the show and also the original because he keeps switching from falsetto to chess voice. It's really well done. It's really impressive. So impressive. That person singing you just heard is our little piglet, my favorite <coughs> co-host, Ryan Frostig. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Welcome so back. So happy to be here on the pod, as always. Um, I forgot to mention last week that Romaine, Romaine Patterson of the Derek and Romaine show left me a gift. Oh, yes. It's the world's small, smallest butt plug. Which is also going to be used as a, um, an ear. I think it's more of an ear cleanser. It is so tiny, and it also has a shit emoji at its base, which I don't really want to think about shit when I'm... I don't want to think about that. Wait, what is I it? don't need to see I that. I need to see that. It is... I mean, even for my tight ass, yeah. this is pretty small. Yeah, it probably would get lost. Yeah. I mean, this, this is like putting a pinky up your ass, yeah. but it, like half a pinky. Yeah. So thank you, Romaine. I'm not sure... What it means, except maybe and believe think, me, he's already got plenty. You might think you've got I a have, whole collection. You might think I have a very shallow vagina. I actually <laughs> in the shallow, shallow. <laughs> Sorry, I actually don't have many sex toys, and this per- dovetails perfectly into our first story. I am not a big toy person, right? Yeah, I own three butt plugs that were part of a kit that my doctor prescribed to me after I had my <laughs> ass surgery last year. I only use the biggest of the three, which is not that big. Wow. Um, for for two reasons. One, I like to soap it up, 
and use it for cleansing. Soap it up, honey. It gets really deep in there. But also, it keeps my uh, the walls of my hole very the strong and supple. of my hole. Yeah, it keeps your asshole in good shape um, to, be, to use it regularly in the shower. So, but I don't use any sex toys for sexual pleasure. Yeah, me either. On myself or other people. You don't, you're not into that either? No, no. JB, are you a toy person? I feel like the toys are more of a girl's thing. Oh, no. Like, so many gay yeah. men I know are into I, it. Here's, here's why I say why. I, I'm the type of person to believe where if it's not the real thing, then what's the point? I am so with you there. I kind of agree. I, I think, though, that if I, I, I just don't have any, like I don't have... I don't have a vibrator. I don't have a dildo. I don't have like um, anal beads. I don't have. Uh, I just. I just don't have them. So I wonder if I had them, if I would use them. But no, I don't but then, seek them out. But then I also think it's about like how we release ourselves as men. Like it's very simple for us to get orgasm, but mm-hmm. for women, for me it's it is. more complicated. The women I've talked to is more complicated for them to get their orgasms, which is why they use the dildos or the vibrators. So that's my opinion about the sex. Well, I will tell you this. I would agree with you, except I know many gay men who regularly use uh, sex toys. And in fact, they can't come easily without sticking something in their butt. My friend who shall remain nameless, who lives in Little Rock, Arkansas, Mm -hmm. just got busted at the airport going through TSA because they did not approve of his gun oil, uh, which is a kind of lube. Yeah. But apparently he travels with this little sex kit that includes a butt plug and gun oil. And I said, why do you travel with a butt plug? He's like, in case I don't get any dick while I'm there. And I'm like, but you have to have something in your ass? I mean... He says he does. And that's the thing. I think that a lot of people... um, There's something happening with men in the ass. It's something. I think some people just, when they're bored, like, are just like, oh, I'm going to just stick this in my ass. You know, it's like... I'm Ass doing- open to the wind. <laughs> stick it in. Here I am. God, the subjects are coming in today. Well, the reason why I'm bringing all this up, aside yes. from Romaine's kind gift to my hole, is BuzzFeed had an article uh, recently titled 17 of the most horrifying things ever found inside the human body. All right, let's get into they it. They asked medical professionals uh, in the BuzzFeed community to write in with the weirdest thing they ever found inside a patient's body. And uh, you will not be surprised to learn that almost all of them were things that had been shoved into people's assholes and vaginas. Naturally. Because, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of other places you can get something lodged. Right. And because people do shove strange things up their assholes and vaginas. Um, we're not going to read all 17, but these are my favorites. Number four was a ham sandwich discovered underneath a woman's boob. Um, <laughs> Natural ham sandwich uh, uh, with bread uh, uh, and cheese. The, the doctor or nurse who wrote in said, we admitted a markedly obese patient with uncontrolled chest pain. Standard procedure is a cleanse bath to prevent infection upon arrival to the unit. I found a molding ham sandwich under the fold of one of her breasts, to which she exclaimed... I wondered what happened to that sandwich. (laughs) Oh my God, girl. You know it's time to lose a few pounds when you lose a sandwich underneath your own There's a moment where you just have to reevaluate. JP is losing it. It's pretty absurd. JP, don't laugh at the morbidly obese. (laughs) I can't help it when they do something like 
something that you see in movies and TV shows that you never thought is possible. And she must have had a lot of sandwiches like, in bed with her, and right. that one was the one that got away. Uh, the, the next one was, do you guys know what a swimming pool noodle is? Yes. Of course. It's like that spongy, rather large thing that, that you, you beat your friends with. That you, that you put with. up your ass. Well, yes. Someone wrote in, my first night as an ER tech, a guy came waddling in. And he wouldn't initially tell us what had happened. Once we got him back, he told us he had slipped while lounging by the pool. This is the story they always tell, that they slipped. And they found an entire pool noodle shoved up about seven inches of his rectum. Damn. That would take a lot of work because they're so soft and squishy. Like, you'd really have to work to push that thing up there. They're also not... I mean, I don't... I can't... I don't think that would be very comfortable. Well, it wasn't comfortable for him. He had to go to the ER. Well, clearly. I've heard of people, um, like, fucking um, a noodle. Like, you, like um, make it a U, and then you push it together, and then you stick your dick between it. Oh, like, you make a, um, like what do you a, call that? Like a flesh jack out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't do that, and I definitely wouldn't try to shove it up my ass. And if I did, it also, wouldn't fit. Sorry. Also, there's a hole in some of them where you can blow water out of them. Oh. So that could also be something you could try to stick your dick into. It could be a douche as well as a yeah. sex toy. Well, another thing caught in a man's rectum uh, was a three-wick Yankee candle. <laughs> this guy claimed that he slipped while getting out of the shower and landed on the candle. I have a theory that he was just trying to make his butt smell better. Sure. By putting in a scented candle. <laughs> I, I'm just... Why a candle? I really... Tons of other things... If it was the first time that I would put something in my butt, I would never think a candle. I'm sure it wasn't the first thing he put in his butt. But didn't he? He said he he slipped and fell. They all claim that they slip and fall onto the candle. Yeah, like but the candle was just, just like, oops. The candle just was just on the ground. So clumsy, right? Just nothing goes up an ass that easily. You no. have to yeah. lubricate it and work it in. You Even can't the slip most and fall a dick. It's not possible. By the way, those three wick Yankee candles, that's like the kind you broke in my apartment, right? Those are big. Those are really wide. Yes, I do remember that. Um, thank you for letting everyone know. When you almost killed my dog. Remember okay, that? everyone. Um, this next one is... Uh, Lady's I, like, mm. I guarantee you've never heard of this. A googly eye, like a plastic googly eye, was found inside a girl's I, I, ear. I'm sorry. You, you think we like haven't heard... These are not like that crazy. Like a, a pool noodle? Have you ever heard of it? Yes, I'm familiar with the googly eye. No, I mean, you've never heard of anyone oh, finding oh, a googly eye in someone's body. Got it, got it, got it. I Fuck thought you were saying, Ryan. like, <laughs> this person writes in, I'm an audiologist. One time I was doing an event for high school girls and was demonstrating a video octoscopy. I looked into one of their ears and there was a googly eye staring back at me. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to see Alfie. Can you imagine? So creepy. The girl said she had put it in there when she was much younger. And could never get it out. And she said she could hear it rattling around whenever she would shake her head. Oh, my God. No. Bitch, tell oh your parents. Go to the doctor. Sweetie. You. That's like a horror movie, though. You look oh, inside yeah. someone's ear and there's an eye staring out at you. What is wrong with you? you I am fully spooked. <laughs> this next one is dedicated to Ryan. An elderly man came in with a porcelain pig lodged inside his rectum. I mean, of course. <laughs> like, that makes sense. There's no other information given. That's all we need. But porcelain is nice and smooth. Right. And if you really identified as a pig yourself, I could see where you would want another pig inside you. Mm -hmm. It's the circle of pigs. It's the circle I'm sorry. I'm feeling very singy today. Up your ass. <laughs> okay, this next one is called 
potato salad in a woman's vagina. My friend's mom was a nurse for many years, and she said the strangest thing she saw was a girl who came in because her boyfriend had stuffed her vagina with potato salad. <laughs> I will never be able to look at potato salad the same way. I mean, I would again. say get a new boyfriend. Yeah. That's just rude. Wait, like, was it just one scoop, or was it like a scoop of potato salad? And was she just like sitting there the whole time when he was in college, just dumping I don't the whole know. bowl of potato salad I, in her it, vagina? It, it, just pouring it in, like, for safekeeping. <laughs> yeah. She's so, like, I'm going to have my own little picnic and um, <laughs> my own potluck and I'm bringing potato why salad. Why did she say no? Why did she Maybe it was like Irene Bremis last week was saying her sexual fantasy was to eat cake while someone ate her out. Maybe his fantasy, he loved potato salad so much. There is something really sexy about both. the deli counter and like the things you can get there. So I'm kind of understanding. Yeah. Depends on who's behind the, the deli counter. Yeah. Another oh, thing shoved sorry. up a man's ass was a butternut squash. Now, this is something you hear a lot. This is like, yeah, no, is well, like fruit, a squash or like an egg, cucumber, cucumber, cucumber something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad used to work as an EMT. One night they brought in a man who had a whole butternut squash up in his rectum. His excuse when they asked how it had gotten up there, he claimed to have been gardening naked at midnight. As one, one does. does. And once again, he just slipped and the entire butternut squash I'm just, just fell not out there. buying it no like, one's buying it I, that to get that up and then for it to get stuck like yeah <sighs> it's impossible your asshole would have to be can't. so open and so big for it to go in without you can't blue. just slip on dick that's not how this works i think these people are trolling us like i think they're purposely getting shit put like stuck in their ass just so they could be like i don't know how this happened it just i just fell just, just slipped this next one made me squirm a little bit I had a patient who told us someone put something up there and he didn't know what it was. It looked very nondescript on the x-ray. I was able to sedate him and remove it in the ER. And per ex examination by myself and about 10 other medical staff, we realized it was a portable bike pump. What? Now, when I first heard, read this, I thought it was about those pumps, those old-fashioned pumps where you yeah, have a handle. That's where my that brain went, like, but I know like it's when you're smaller. exploding dynamite. Yes. But I think it was just one of those cylinders, those yeah. little silver. So, like It's like long and smooth, and I could see where that could go up That's going to be us next month. Yeah. You know, by the way, Romaine has pointed this out. If you stick anything up your ass, make sure there's a base to it that stops it from going all the right. way in. So you can that's why those out. dildos have balls attached to them. Yeah. You're not supposed to just stick something up that that can disappear. That's why the men that you have sex with have men attached to the penis. But they I have just, a man that stops them from going all the way. In. I just don't understand like how these things like slip in and get like lost in your asshole. Like a giant fucking uh, squash. Like it, how does that happen? I think people these are, are people who are gross. <laughs> they're they really are obsessive. I mean, listen, there are some people that are obsessed with having giant things in their ass, whether it's dicks, dildos, toys, uh, and they see something and they go, "Hmm, I wonder how that would feel." Now, full disclosure, I was as I was uh, putting this together, I thought about my own experimentation, mm -hmm. and the only thing I can ever remember putting up there was when I was a teenager. And I first started realizing that I was gay. I would jerk off, and I had one of those oversized kind of Bonnie Bell lip gloss things. It was like a giant chapstick, and it was purple. It was grape flavored, and it was probably the size of like I don't know, 
like a row of quarters. Mm-hmm. And I would sometimes like, I wouldn't stick it inside me because again, I didn't know about lube. I, I wasn't, but I would push it kind of against my butt while mm. I was jerking off. And then I would use the chapstick. Oh, wow. Kinky. <laughs> um, I think when I was a child, I uh, sat on a plunger. Like on the, on the wooden. <gasps> on the wooden handle? Ow. Yeah. Didn't that hurt? Um, probably. Probably got ass splinters. It's possible. They're still there today. <laughs> this next guy um, came into the ER with a bottle cap stuck in his throat. He didn't even feel it. Uh, they had to use a small medical net to fish it out. When we told the man, he suddenly remembered drinking some water three days prior and not being able to find the cap. Okay, so that still is like crazy to me, but at least a bottle cap, you know, is on a bottle which has liquids in it that you drink. Like that, that makes some sense to me. See, but I just choke on plain water and die. <laughs> How do you have a bottle cap? But right. Well, that's, I, I, it still doesn't make sense to me. I still can't understand it, but at least it like sort of is in the right world. Next one. <clears throat> I used to be a nine nine one one operator. I t- took a call from a lady because she had a goldfish stuck in her vagina. No idea if dollar. it was alive or dead when it went in, but she couldn't get it out because the scales were facing the wrong way. That's horrifying for oh, goldfish. Dear. And finally, the last one is a cheeseburger in a woman's vagina. Now that makes total sense to me. what's with the food i'm amazed I'm, I'm thinking the cheeseburger was completely mashed up it couldn't have been like a whole cheeseburger but unless you had a know. wide vagina i have a wide vagina it says my sister is a nurse and she had to remove a cheeseburger from some woman's vagina there's no other uh information given okay so i guess women's vaginas are picnic baskets and men's assholes <laughs> are yeah, it was the same guy gardens. who shoved the potato salad he also shoved a cheeseburger yeah i missed the a invite to that uh, fetish picnic all right, moving on. I thought I knew we'd moving enjoy that right story. Along. The more, by the way, the takeaway is don't shove anything up your ass or vagina that doesn't belong there. Thank you. This is a weird story out of the United Kingdom, uh, and it takes a little bit of explaining. There's a, a chain of gyms called Virgin Active in the UK, and at one of its branches in Barbican, London, it informed all of its members that they that there had been inappropriate behavior in the men's locker room. And therefore, the gym would be installing undercover police officers throughout the changing area. Oh, dear. But it turns out that they lied, that this was just like a scare tactic, I guess, to get their members to stop blowing each other in the locker room. One gay member of the gym, Dr. Max Pemberton, said he was concerned after receiving the email, and he forwarded it to BuzzFeed. The email said that City of London police were supplying secret policemen to hang out in the locker room undercover. But when approached by BuzzFeed, the C- a City of London police spokesperson replied, we have not put undercover officers into the changing rooms of this gym or any other gym. We only became aware of this email because it was sent to us by members of Virgin, and we've asked them to issue a correction. Uh... When told that the email was untrue, Pemberton said it's disgraceful that they lied and undermines any reassurance they have given as being supportive of the LGBTQ community. I mean, I think it's better that they lied and really didn't put undercover officers in there. My question is, what did the undercover officers, what, if they were hot? I'm sure they were hot. Because I don't know what they're like in the UK, 
but here in New York City, they're hot as fuck. Oh, they are so my god! But like, it's a out. recent thing. Oh. I mean, I, 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 cops have always had that kind of like uh, I don't know. But I, recently, I've seen like porn star looking cops. Can like, we define recently like how like in the past like year or two, I've really started. They've gotten seeing, hotter. I feel like they've gotten. I feel like you have to audition now well, with like a headshot. Because New York used to have a lot of really fat cops, that right? Would, like with the donut, always eating the donuts. Holster. Now they're all like super fit, buff, sexy, tattooed. Oh my. God. Well, I mean, Instagram this whole thing pisses me off. I don't understand why people are so bothered by guys having sex at the gym. You know, <laughs> like, it, just let us do it. Just let us, like, Let get us have off. our fun. It's a victimless crime. In 2011, staff at that branch of the Virgin Active Gym called the police after suspecting two male customers of having sex. The men were arrested and later released without charge. Um, a spokesman, spokesperson for Virgin Active says there has been a miscommunication. There's been a miscommunication between Virgin Active and the City of London Police, which has now been clarified. We will, you will carry on working closely with the City of London Police to ensure that our members continue to be in a safe environment. For them to have sent out the email, things mm. must have been really bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine the dick pigs in London. <laughs> Aru, dig pigs of London. Aru. Oh. You know, uh, just this uh, last week in D.C., um, the police announced that they had arrested 26 men in a sting operation in a public park. And it was the same thing. It was like hot undercover police officers hanging out in the woods, you know, grabbing themselves. And then when I come over and I try to grab you, you arrest me. It's um, so unfair. Bullshit. Wait, no, that's bait. They can't do that. No, they can. That, that's they can't do that. They've been doing it forever. It's entrapment, but it's it totally illegal. Totally entrapment. <laughs> yeah. And they put their hottest cops on that assignment. Right. That's what's fucked up. I wonder if some of the cops get into it and just like have sex and don't even report it because they're like. I wonder if there are cops that are specifically hired just to do those kind of like You know what I mean? Hot like, enough. They're like, um, you're too hot to do like the, the real. Like, we, just, we don't want you to get hurt. We don't want you to get you're hurt. You're really pretty. So we're just going to use you <laughs> for these uh, undercover operations. In other news, police in Oklahoma have begun circulating a list of what they say are the 15 most dangerous apps for children to be, to be using, and uh, one of them is Grindr. Really? Wow. Queerty published this basically as kind of like, a, oh my God, can you believe they're doing this? It's so homophobic. But if you see the list of other apps that are on the, the list, it's like Snapchat, WhatsApp, Tinder, you know, it's your basic it, communication yeah. Yeah. with older gentlemen or the, older type of crowd. They're not just targeting us. They're saying these are apps where people look for sex. Well, it's the reality. I mean, it's it's dangerous for all of us, whether we're teenagers or we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s. Like it's an app where you where you are, you know, most people are looking for sex. And, and if you invite someone over to your um, apartment or house or, or you go to theirs, like you're putting your life at risk. You don't know who they are and they could, you could be getting catfish. So it's, it makes completely complete sense to be on this list. I'm reading this more carefully. I think Queerty's beef with this <laughs> beef <laughs> is that beef. each, each app came with a little description and they described Grindr as being a place where gay people look for sex. So they wrote, <laughs> Obviously, kids have no business being on Grindr, and it's important to keep them safe from online predators. But why police felt the need to specifically state that it's an app for gay people and why it was placed smack dab in the top center of the infographic seemed a bit a little fishy. I disagree. 
Yeah, what, what, I, I, I do it's too. Fine. I, I just feel like, I mean, the reality is, while there are people that don't use Grinder specifically to look for sex, most people are using it to look for sex. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'm annoyed by the people who aren't using it yeah, for I'm sex. Like, leave me Same alone. Here. Like when you're no, on I and don't it says, get coffee. just looking for friends. Yeah. I haven't that's, had friends. Fuck you. You need to then like... go to a bar if you're looking for friends. You should be on Friendster. <laughs> bring back Friendster. Bring, bring it back. Why don't they bring back all those old, um, those old social networking sites as apps? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Like a Friendster app, MySpace, MySpace app. app. I bet you anything people would do it. Because people are starting to hate Facebook. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Are you going to do I'm it? I'm going to create MySpace, the app. I was such a MySpace you can queen. Call Tom. Me too. I was like the last person to, to convert from MySpace to Facebook. I had like um, like all these like fun little graphics on my page. Oh, I had so and many like pictures, music. Song. Yeah, music. My top eight. Top I was eight. constantly rotating. Um, meanwhile, in Florida. <laughs> so get ready. You know it's good. In Deltona, not Daytona, Deltona, a Florida man is upset after his gun was stolen during a weekend during a weekend long anonymous gay orgy. Here's actual audio from the orgy. Can't say I can uh, relate to this one. The man who chose to remain anonymous, you can keep playing that, advertised an open house party at his Deltona bungalow on a gay social media site. Probably grinder. Uh, according to the police report, the man told officers that the theme of the party was anonymous sex. You know, as far as themes go, that's not really too original. Yeah. Like, I like Under the Sea. Oh, that could be fun. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, lovers Through the Ages. A Midsummer's Night Dream. There's a lot of different themes. Anonymous sex is not the best theme, but guests were encouraged to come and go as they pleased. And the host welcomed them to bring along any friends or acquaintances they desired. They were encouraged to use fictitious names or no names at all. Of the approximately 20 guests who visited, which is not that many, between July 19th and the 21st, the host only knew five or six of them personally. The Sorry, smoking guns. The is, is, does JB actually yeah. have video yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it good? Uh, from what I can see. The smoking gun website spoke with the victim who had a concealed carry permit for a $440 Glock pistol. And he said, quote, it's pretty low that somebody I knew stole a gun out of my house. He doesn't know them. That's anonymous. He disputes the police report's suggestion that he advertised the party, explaining that he merely invited over guys that he had chatted with on Grinder and Adam for Adam. Bitch, that's an anonymous sex party. Yeah. And he also said that they could bring people. Yeah. So. This website says, for me, the big takeaway is that Adam for Adam still exists. <laughs> Apparently, these parties are a regular occurrence where anonymous men with gun fetishes hang out in the backyard... Uh, he says, I entertain quite a bit. By the way, Deltona is in Volusia County, which is in central Florida. Volusia. Volusia. I've been caught with a case of the Volusia. <laughs> I'm in Volusia and somebody stole my Glock pistol. <laughs> Suck my Glock. Why are we talking like Samantha? I don't know. There's something happening. There's with something men happening with men in the ass. All right. Well, uh, we haven't done a cocktail, cocktails and cock talk story in a while. So here goes. And now, time for another stupid story 
from cocktails and cocktalk.com. Yeah, suck my cock. A guy in Berlin was left with a 10-day hard-on. Oh. After he agreed to uh, an, an injection that he was told would enhance his boner. His name is Danny Polaris. He's kind of a well-known singer, apparently, who's based in Berlin. Um, he met a nurse, a male nurse, obviously, who he went home with. The male nurse said, uh, listen, I'm, let me give you this injection. It'll enhance your erection. Polaris said, why not? Uh, Cocktails and Cock Talk says, a stranger off their nut waving a needle near your dick? Why not? What could possibly go wrong? Uh, Polaris woke up the following day still as hard as a rock, but decided it wasn't anything that couldn't be solved at Berlin Pride. So he popped down with his flatmate's wine cooler wrapped around his penis uh, and shoved down his shorts. Unfortunately, this do-it-yourself medical solution did not work. Polaris was rushed to the hospital the following day. After being diagnosed with priapism, which is a long-lasting boner that can cause permanent damage to your dick, he underwent a series of agonizing procedures, brace yourself, including having needles jabbed into his dick and pushing a plastic rod down his urethra. Still in a hospital and still hard after 10 days, Danny says he doesn't know how he'll ever have sex again. He says, quote, some days I wake up and I just cry about how stupid I was about what I've lost and what's going to happen with me. What's going to happen to me? Danny's friends have set up a GoFundMe to help cover rehab and recovery costs. The last time I looked, it did raise like almost $10,000. Unlike this Keep JB on the Ass Fund, which has only raised about $2,500. But uh, Danny's also a sex columnist and he's in an open relationship. He's worried about how this is going to affect his relationship and his job. Well, Danny. Okay, so here's my thing. Please. When you're a sex worker or someone who, who uses their penis or their vagina, that is your moneymaker. Why would you endanger yourself by going to someone? Well, he's a sex columnist. He's well, not a sex worker. But yes, I take your point. Why would anyone yeah. right. endanger your penis or your livelihood? Don't let anyone shoot up your dick with anything unless they're a medical professional that you're seeing for therapeutic reasons. This yeah. is this is actually something that like you know, people joke about and like, oh, I've got this boner that won't go away, but like it really I, I, I can imagine that like after multiple days of being erect, it would just hurt. Oh yeah. And just I, listen, being, uh, I've taken Viagra and Cialis and, you know, the next day, I'll, it'll just suddenly get hard out of the blue. And it's like, ugh, I don't want to be hard anymore. Like, it does hurt. Yeah. So 10 days or more, it's just awful. Um, here's a little bit of news you can use on the ass. If anyone out there is having trouble sleeping, a new study suggests taking a warm bath or shower before you get into bed. That is lovely. A warm bath creates a cooler body. And when your body temperature is cooler, it's easier to sleep, which is why it's so hard to sleep in a hot room. Mm-hmm. I can never sleep in, a, in an unair conditioned room during the summer. Um, and it, this is soothing, this noise. I know. A warm bath of around 104 to 109 degrees Fahrenheit for as little as 10 minutes can significantly improve overall sleep efficiency. More time is actually spent in actual sleep while you're in bed rather than tossing or turning. Um, and this is, you know, obviously this is, does not require medication, doesn't require any devices. This is something anyone can do. Now, I almost never take a shower before bed. 
And Ryan almost never takes a shower. I knew you were going to say that, you cunt. Um, I actually um, do take showers, first of all, bitch. Once a week. But but I I, I actually like um, taking showers before bed. My only thing is that sometimes I feel like it's going to actually keep me awake because it's like when you have water on you, it's like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you take a shower, it's like, oh, I'm awake now. Like, I, I feel like more alert. So I always feel like that's going to happen to me when I take it at night. But no, it's the opposite. Yeah, it, it's very soothing. Um, so, uh, yeah. In other news, straight men are not using recyclable recycling bags when they go shopping because they're afraid that it makes them look gay. In other news, straight men are idiots. This Just is kidding. actual research from Penn State, uh, and it shows that both men and women question a man's sexuality if he car- if he carries a feminine-looking reusable bag. You know, I have to say, I try to use these as often as possible, and it does feel a little bit like you're carrying a purse. What, what, which ones are you talking about? You know, like those when you have a cloth recycling bag uh-huh. made of like burlap or, or whatever with oh, a handle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the ones that like for like groceries that you yeah. Would use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do make you feel a little womanly. I I, ne- I never know what to do with them. Do you sling them over your shoulder? Do you hold it by the handle? Um, yeah, like sometimes, a tote. Sometimes it can work as. I thought they were totes. So they're not totes. I they're think totes. It, they're totes so totes then you would just put it on your shoulder <laughs> like us hell and be cute yeah but if you wear a bag on your shoulder you do look like a faggot let's be honest this well, is a little a this is a, a just a little off topic but um i've been using um febreze scented garbage bags and oh. i feel like that is faggy as fuck yeah but um scented n- lovely bags are faggy just super faggy they're, they're usually like april uh just one like April, April or some mist. type of lavender. Yeah, I think like, it's a, really a lovely stuff. idea. Has nothing to do with this story though. That's so straight guys, get over yourselves, save the planet, use the recyclable totes. Maybe they could put out a, a line of like totes mask. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Totes for men. Uh, I want to skip the next story for now, JB, because I want to make sure I get this one in. Um, a Broadway musical called The Prom recently. Cl- closed on Broadway after not that long a run. It was a wonderful show. It, it uh, earned seven Tony nominations, got great reviews, and the plot of it was these four sort of um, failing Broadway stars, like they sort of four has-beens, go to a small town to help this lesbian um, go to a prom basically bring her girlfriend to a prom after the school forbids her from doing so and they do so basically just to get extra publicity um our friend lane marsh was actually the general manager of this show and he and his husband steve are big listeners of the ass so shout out to lane and steve general manager i looked it up on ibdb okay um but the reason i'm doing this story is not just to shout out to lane and steve but also because on one of their last performances after the show, after the curtain call, they had a wedding on stage between two lesbians. Oh, that's so lovely. Our Mel K. Harper, who uh, actually works for the show, and Jody K. Smith um, got married. Uh, it was officiated by uh, the musical's co-book writer, Bob Martin, who's also um, officiated at other Broadway stage weddings. Harper and Smith first met in 2017 and got engaged... After 19 days, oh. because they're lesbians. 
Well, there you go. And I'm sure they'll be married for life. So congratulations to them. Congratulations Muzzle. to the prom, even though you guys closed way too soon. Um, there will be a national tour in 2021, and Ryan Murphy has optioned it for a Netflix yes, movie. Yes, that's right. It's time now for our LGBTQ Pride Roundup. Hit it, Ann Steele. Look and take us there. This week, they're celebrating Pride in Silicon Valley, California. Uh, next week, September 2nd through 8th, it's Benidorm Pride, which is in Spain. And finally, September 6th through 15th is Malta Pride. Malta. And a shout out to our good friend Justin, Hi, Justin. who's from Malta. Uh, the parade is on September 14th. Malta is a fabulous place that you should all visit. Can and I just give a shout out before we go quickly, to our please. guest? Um, I just want to give a shout out to Anya Milton, my number one Anaya. fan. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's pronounced Anaya. Hi, Anaya. Here I am giving her a shout out and just complete, but it looks like Anya. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to give her a shout out. She's the best. And she just friend. recently had, had a birthday. birthday. So happy, happy birthday. birthday to Anaya. Okay. It's time for our guest segment. Our guest is almost right on time. Um, <laughs> she wow. is uh, someone that I've known for a very long time in stand up. multiple television credits, including uh, Nick at Night, uh, Comedy Central. Uh, she's been around a long time. Uh, take a listen to the comedy stylings of Sherry Davey. The only bad thing about my divorce is I'm losing my health insurance. That's a, yeah, yeah, it's the only bad thing. But it's okay, I have car insurance and I'm very smart. Now, it's true. Now, every time I don't feel well, I just go out and hit someone. Let's do it. And when the ambulance shows up, I'm like, I think I broke my leg and my throat sore and I need a mammogram. I get it all taken care of all at once. And joining us in studio is comedian Sherry Davey. Sherry. Sherry. Oh, Ryan's going to serenade you. By the way, I've been to Malta. It is abs. I was there in 2017. It's lovely. Oh, and you just got back from uh, from the UK. Yes, just on Wednesday, came back. But and I brought you a present. What? <gasps> I did brought you not. a present. Yes, it's a Harry and Meghan tea. I tin. love it. <laughs> this is a tin of English tea with uh, Prince Harry and... and, and Queen Megan. Queen, um, she's a princess. Yeah. Actually, isn't she? She's the Duchess of butt sex. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen for that much I money. I thought that was you, Adam. You call me the Duchess of butt sex. Yes. Well, that's also my grinder name. <laughs> Sherry, you, you're, you're an American, but I you am. have this very posh English accent, and I'm, you've got family in English. Explain to I'm us. I'm a dual citizen. What are you? I am a dual citizen. So I'm a American citizen and a citizen of the UK. How many years did you spend there? Oh, God. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, the first like eight, nine years of my life, pretty much. And that's yeah. it? But you don't... No, I go back all the time, and I spent a lot of my teen years there, and my family's all there. So, no, it's, it's, it was constant going back and forth. Do you feel more like a Brit or more like an American? I feel more like an American. I do. So interesting. I do. I feel like the outsider looking in, though. So what's it like when you like when you were home just now? Do you oh, but it's like it's terrible. Economy <laughs> is terrible. Um, Brexit is ruining the land. It's terrible. And um, so there you go. But the weather is better. Global warming is helping a great deal. Yes, yeah, I mean, there's a lot less rain. Well, isn't it really hot? I would I just spray cans of hairspray at the sun it th if it keeps this <laughs> the rain away the UK England. wasn't part of that horrible heat wave that was hitting no that get into Iceland no god forbid we get a freaking heat wave uh, no but we had less rain a lot less rain so I'd say that that is nice yeah it is nice for England that's like huge now you have comedy roots as well your grandfather was, was a comedian was yes, a well-known comedian yes Maxwell Lapham in the 40s and 50s yes he was do you did you did he live long enough for you to have no. been able to see him on stage no, yes I used to see him on stage he used to take me to shows with him 
And he would do these shows, and I was like six, seven years old. And it was back in the day when, you know, he'd sing a, a long song, and then at the end would be a filthy joke. And then you looked at me for the little punchline, you know, give me a Coke after. And I was like six or seven years old. And I just looked up to him and thought he was the funniest person I'd ever met. And he was. I, I was six. What did I know? You know? Wow. And uh, he was really terribly funny, but he died very young. How young? He was 56. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, heart disease. And your father was Hungarian? He is Hungarian. My dad's still alive. He's Hungarian. Yeah, my mom and dad met here in New York City. Where else would an English woman meet a Hungarian man? This is no, there's no chance True. for it, <laughs> especially in the 60s. It's a very international family. You're sort of yes. far flung. You're all yes. over the place. We are all over the place. You didn't know that, right? Because everyone thinks I'm just English, <laughs> but I'm really Hungarian as well. So how is your grandfather British, but your father... Oh, I see. Different sides of the family? Absolutely. Yeah, my, my mom's family is English and my dad's family is from, he's literally from Hungary. My dad escaped in 56 with the revolution. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was 13, five years in refugee camp and then came to America and to speed up his citizenship. He joined the military and he did three tours of duty in Vietnam. Wow. wow. Oh, special forces. He's like amazing. And now he's 76 and can barely walk. <laughs> sure, I you bet. Know, he just doesn't take care of himself, what can I tell you? That's incredibly impressive, though. It is impressive. My dad's a survivor. What do you think is the primary difference between Am Americans and, and the English? The accent. That's it. <laughs> That's just teasing. Um, I, I think it's a it's mentality, it's a way of living. And, uh, you think um, they're more polite over there? Oh, of course. Absolutely. English people are much more polite. It's amazing when you go home and your people say sorry for everything. You know, sorry. For, sorry, sorry, sorry. God forbid. You know, <laughs> you're trying to pull your car out of the car park and there's somebody else in the car and they haven't even moved and they look at you and they go, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Yeah. And, and in, in the United States, it's just like, go fuck yourself. That just happened fuck you. like right here on the way up. I oh, think yeah. it was you. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I forgive you. Do you think we're just a more violent culture? I don't know. I don't think violent. No, I don't think violent. Oh, I think we are. You, I think the well, gun well, you thing. You keep is shooting thing. each other. To well, death. in England, you know, we have a problem with knives now. There's a big stabbings everywhere because wow. there's no guns. Yeah. So maybe we're just good shots here. I don't know, but there's yeah. a lot more shootings here. But um, honestly, the knife thing is huge. You know? Do you feel like comedy is different over there? Yeah, oh, definitely. It's more character based. Like when you, know? you do your act over there, do you have to modify? It at all? Or no, I just do my act that I always do, do but um, it's received differently. They're, they're, they're much more into sort of character. People are much more characters, a little bit more extreme. Whereas here, it's generic comedy. Like everybody's got something to say. It's, very, it's much more democratized. I don't know. I feel like British comedy is brainier. I think you have to be smarter to mm. get it a lot of the times. Uh, there are bawdy comedians. <laughs> there are definitely bawdy comedians in England. Uh, we don't have a David Tell, whom I adore, by the way. You know, they, yeah. you know David Tell's an, like an, an American original to me, you know, as a writer. To, you know, as a yeah. comic. David Tell is like the apotheosis of naughty writers, right? He's just tremendous. They have dirty, you know, blue acts over there, but you're just not going to get as far, not going to get the traction that you're going to get here. But when I think about like my favorite uh, English, but they like TV American shows. body comedians. But they like them. They, they do go over there. Oh yeah, they 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 sell out. Like yeah. when I watch uh, Absolutely Fabulous. Oh God, I which love is one that of my dream. favorite shows of all time. Absolutely, Adina. It's yeah. so funny, and it and it is dirty, but you have to pay such close attention to get everything, and I still don't get it. I, I sometimes want to watch with subtitles because I miss <laughs> like these quick little throwaway lines. They all talk so fucking fast. And when that one character, Magda, comes on. Oh, gosh. You know, yeah. Patsy's boss. Patsy's the, boss. I, yeah. I, it's, it's another language. It's yeah. brilliant. She, it's because that show was completely brilliant, by the way. So funny. So funny. It's, but, 
Go ahead. So, uh, well, um, not to make this about RuPaul's Drag Race, but a lot of people are saying that they're curious and, and um, wondering how the, the humor is going to translate in the UK because RuPaul's humor is very, like, um, shticky and very, like... Um, but well, he's a, a lot character. Of, there are a lot a of references yeah. to she, American... She makes a lot of references to very specific American movies okay. and mm-hmm. TV shows that even young people here don't get. Right. Okay. Like... Sometimes I'll be like, oh, my God, she just quoted, like, a, an Elizabeth Taylor movie from 1952. Like, no one's going to get that. Right. Drag queens never do that. So, right. I mean, that, and that's sort of, that's what drag is. Yeah, it's, it's all a, it's references. It's a completely thing. It's a whole thing. I mean, you know what? Even I think even if they don't get all the references, they, they're going to. They'll look it up. They'll, they'll adore it. They'll, they'll, they'll adore it. Yeah. They'll adore the character. Because it's a character. And it's yeah. over the top. Yeah. I and it's creative. Paul translates. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty universal. Sherry, yeah. how did you come... How how and when did you come to stand up? I came to stand up. I had, you know, I did undergraduate here. Put you your know. face right in that mic. Okay, I did my undergraduate studies here, and Where? I studied right in America, SUNY Stony Brook. Uh huh. All right, and um, I I was in th- I was doing theater for me because I graduated like, theater degree because you know that's theater and Baroque art of the Netherlands, two very oh useful useful <laughs> areas of study, and. Uh, and I was uh, involved in theater here in New York at the Nat Horn Theater and Circle in the Square, doing all these plays and doing a lot of, uh, I was in my feminazi period, doing plays <laughs> written by women, directed by women, acted by women. I was very yes. feminazi. And I was doing all these Moliere one-act plays that were really funny. And my mom came to see me and she said, you know, you've got great comic timing and you definitely know how to write a joke. You just need to do, you're this close to stand up like your granddad. You're this close. I mean, you can't see it over the radio. You're, I'm putting my fingers here. You're like this close. It's tiny. <laughs> It's like a quarter of an inch. So you're the quarter Sherry's of an inch. Sherry's mimicking the size of my penis right now with her <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I, she came to me and, I, and I, then I said, I have to take a class then to learn how to write setup and punch. You know, and back in the day when people had jokes on right. like some of the newer comics. Now, I think, well, is that funny? I have, I have no jokes. I only have stories. I mean, there you go. So I did setup and punch. I took this class called the Stand Up Comedy Experience with Steve Rosenfield at Caroline's. Oh, wow. And I took the class and it was like my New Year's resolution that year. And I had the big show on January 2nd and my first show I killed but of course the audience is filled with all my friends of course I'm yeah when you start kill. it's all friends and family Duh. but I killed but I loved it and it felt so natural like what I should be doing and I just n- never stopped how old were you? oh god this is like 25 years ago so 25. you were 10 I'm 52 <laughs> I you. just turned 52. Good for you. I admit Happy it. birthday. Thank you. August 2nd, my you big birthday. Fabulous. Of course I do, darling. And you, of have, course. Ad- and you have adult <laughs> children. Yes, I do. How, how old are they One of them's horrible. One of them's just horrible. 22. She's just awful. Why? Because she, she, the way she speaks is so amazing. Everything's, oh my God, it's amazing. Oh my God, you're so amazing. And the, <laughs> her latest phrase, this is what she says to me all the time, not to be mean, but. Oh, and that yes. is the preface for the meanest crap in the world that's just about to come out of her mouth. Not to be mean, but you could die and nobody would care. That's the kind of thing that she says to me. And then wants money. This is a millennial. This is how they speak. They're horrible. They're hor- and they all suffer from anxiety. Who has anxiety? When I was growing up, you had anxiety. You got punched. You, right. know, you got a punch. Snap out of it. Snap out oh of it. It's a mo- it, was the, the, it was like that movie with Cher. You got it smacked in the face. You feel very attacked. You know. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's got anxiety. As a millennial. 
as a millennial. I feel no, you feel, you're right. You're right. We're, we're really annoying. Anxiety. We're really annoying. Such you didn't know what struggle is. Our life is really and hard. Thank God, it's so hard. So hard. It's so hard, darling. Take One of a my pill. favorite jokes of Sherry's is uh, you talk about. <laughs> how millennials overuse the word random oh so random, so random. Oh, my daughter used to say this one all the time it's so random i got like a random text from like a random friend on like a random tuesday and i was like really you've only got one bloody friend and there's only one tuesday in the week it's not that random <laughs> specific, not you know random. statistically not that random that's how she speaks <laughs> LOL, my life even is so now random. it's so random and she'll say things to me what's that other one that she used now it's so um it's so bonus so extra extra um, uh, so extra i'm like what yeah that's what we love extra about. so extra because we had extra ginger from the uh, sushi it's so extra everything's so extra this ginger is extra one of the things you're known for is doing different voices and dialects mm-hmm. is, is that something that came to you naturally or did you yeah like, listen growing up with my father who's hungarian it sounds like dracula how does he sound he sounds like this i want to tell you i'm going to tell you we just went to chinese last night he's like get me the hot and sour soup <laughs> <laughs> so he sounds like dracula you i would be in cabs and when i was having my daughter right went to the hospital and we were in this cab in queens and he said to the cab driver i want to go to continental avenue hey hey sherry why does he keep looking in the mirror? I'm like, to see if you cast a reflection, you bastard. <laughs> scaring everybody. You sound like vampire. You sound like vampire. Yeah, that's because he literally comes from Transylvania, my dad. But you must have a good ear. Are you musical as well? I am not musical, but my 16-year-old daughter is musical. Hmm. Pianist and like very good, like amazing. So I can pick up accents. She can pick up music. She's very talented. She's got to keep at it. Have you yes. ever been cast in something where you had to be American? Yes. Where you sound American, I yes. should say. Yes, I did. And I thought I pulled it off really well. <laughs> and then I saw the footage and it sucked. <laughs> really? I'm sure it was good. It was pretty good. I mean, I could talk like this and nobody would know, right? I can keep this up. Oh, for you're like, doing New Yorker? I could do this for like five, ten minutes. But then, so it, I, then it hurts me. It hurts my does face. It, it, <laughs> it, it hurts, hurts my face. It hurts, it hurts my face. <laughs> I could say things like douchebag. I love yeah, that. That's so, so underused, douchebag, isn't it? It's such oh, an it underused time, term. Yeah. Actually, I, I use douche more often. Yeah. Such a douche. Such a douche. douche. I am amazed oh by British and Australian actors who work in Amer- on American projects, and I can never tell. I'm, like, blown away yes. by how good their accent is. Nicole Kidman is. always oh my blows oh, my mind. Nicole Kidman, I forget, is Australian yeah. all the yes. time. And then yes. what? One of my favorite shows is Animal Kingdom. Mm. Ellen Barkin is the star of it. And okay. She's got four sons on the show. Every one of them is non-American. One is British. One is Australian. They all sound like <laughs> Southern California Valley dudes to me. And they, except for one, the guy who plays Craig, every once in a while, sounds a little bit like Christian Bale when Christian Bale is using his real voice. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, that kid, that's not American. But <laughs> the rest of them are really good at it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty good at it. I'm good at all these accents because you know that's our business. Though when you you're an actor and a comedian, you're, you're a chameleon. You yes. have to come in and you have to be whatever they want. You're a showbiz whore. You just walk in whatever you want me to be. I'm going to be for that minute. It's you true. Know? You have. Uh, we're going to play. Ask me no questions with you. But before oh, we do that, okay. you have a couple things you wanted to promote. Oh yes, yes. I projects. have my, my projects. I've got a holiday show coming up. Yes, mm. because I grew up Jewish and Catholic, which is a total disaster. Yeah, and a lot of guilt. Such um, guilt and candles. A lot of guilt, a <laughs> lot of candles. It's a mess. And the holiday show is called Sherry Davies Bipolar Express. Oh, I oh, love it. Oh, so good. So good. 
it. It's so bipolar. Will this really be a tour? Crazy. It's a tour. We, um, I'm doing a, like, I've got like 10 shows coming up, and it starts in November. So just go to SherryDavy.com, and I'm going to have all the locations. Spell your name for everyone. S-H-E-R-R-Y-D-A-V-E-Y.com. The show dates are already listed there. Hit so. it, Ryan. Sherry. <laughs> Sherry Davy. Has anyone ever sang this to you before? Always. When I was a kid, listen, I grew up, I'm 52, but that song is definitely older than I am. When I was growing up, my mom told me that she had that song written for me. So in school, these kids were teasing me. And I was like, you know, you shouldn't tease me. That song was written specifically for me. And I became the biggest joke. I mean, the kids just, they just ripped on me for about a good year. So Davey's your maiden name. Davy is my maiden name, yes. You never mm-hmm. used your married name? No. Thank a, God. No, it's, it's a terrible name. <laughs> it's a terrible name. <laughs> How is your love life, by the way? It's very good. I got married again. Oh, my God. Um, I didn't know that. Yes, I did. Oh. Two, thank you. Two years ago. Yes. August rich? 5th. You and I yeah. really need to catch up. Yes. I haven't seen you in ages. And yeah, I got married again. It's so good. Because that before that, gorgeous. thank you. I was dating. Yes, nice. I learned. Let me say. I'll second, be the judge second, of second marriage, you learn. Gorge. You do learn. I'm a, I belong to a yacht club. I'm telling you, the second marriage is definitely where it's at. My, and I was dating a comedian, which was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I want to know who now. Is your husband Jewish? It's on, no. He's and, Catholic. And he my gave f- you a nice ring anyway? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, my first husband was Jewish, and he just gave me the clap. Stress. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so your new memories. kids will be uh, Catholic? No more children, please. <laughs> this is, this is, the going out of business sign is up. <laughs> That All big right. metal door pulled down. Right over your vagina. Let's exactly. play Ask Me No Questions. Okay. Ask Me No Questions. All right. Me no questions. Yeah. Who is the ugliest member of the British royal family? The ugliest member? Oh, uh, Princess Anne. Right. Oh, the, God, she's the hideous. Sister. It's so sad. She looks like a horse. Yeah, and she always did, That's why too. they mount her occasionally. I'm <laughs> serious. I'm serious. Okay. What's the first joke you ever told on stage? Uh, the first joke, like from my act. Yes. Oh, I used to do this joke about being English. I'd say, as you know, you can tell by my accent, I'm not from around here. Um, just, just, I want to let you know that even though I have this accent, I'm not here to solve a murder mystery. That was my biggest joke. <laughs> because of murder she wrote. Oh, no, it's all Agatha English. Christie. It's all these English shows are always murder mysteries. I don't know where it comes. Why? They're all solving murders. That's so funny. Are you a real redhead and does the carpet match the dress? <laughs> <laughs> sound like a straight guy that is like I the know. meanest thing I love it uh, yeah I'm absolutely a redhead good for you yeah or of course red all over uh, <laughs> you are the self-proclaimed queen of fashion who is currently fashion, the worst me. dressed celebrity the worst dressed celebrity currently currently oh my god um oh 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 it's the uh oh, oh god let me think of her name right now um it, she's an English woman and she got the underbite and she's young. She's been in like anybody loves Kira Knightley. Oh my oh, god! Really? Oh my really? god! She dresses like a bag woman. Oh, she huh. dresses like a bag woman. I haven't seen much I of her. I think the Olsen twins too dress like the bad Olsen ladies. twins. Well, first no, they just look like old. heroin addicts. No, that's old. They're, they're more, much more. Chic are they now. better now? Yeah. Are they, are they, but I think they were better when they were on heroin. They just look thinner. You know what I'm saying? It's good. What is the most disgusting English dish? The most disgusting English dish? Okay, something called blood pudding. Uh, oh, I know what that uh, is. So disgusting. Uh, but describe the, what's, what the, what's in there. Uh, blood pudding is blood, rice, meat, cooked and fried into a lovely black sausage. It looks just... Blood from what animal? Um, it can be pork or it can be beef. It's pretty, pretty awful. Vile. It's completely vile. But my favorite English dish sounds worse. It's called spotted dick, but it's the best. Oh, yes. I love a spotted dick. Spotted dick with hot custard. Yes. Now, what, what is a spotted dick? Spotted dick is a lovely dessert, and you have it around Christmas. It's a bread pudding rolled in long, strategical bread pudding rolled with raisins stuck in it, 
and those the, are the end, spots. Those are spots, and you boil it, and in this in this towel, and it comes out. It's delicious. And then they put the custard at the end of it, so it looks like you know it's just. Oh, it actually looks like a spotted dick. Yes, it the literally last looks time like a spotted, dick. spotted dick. <laughs> you I wound to up the at the clinic. clinic. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Describe Donald Trump in three words or less. In three words or less, Donald Trump. Uh, um, insane. Um, insane. Uh, orange. <laughs> Racist. There you go. I That's thought you were going to go with douchebag. Oh, uh, I should have said that. Douchebag. F, Mary kill. This is a comedian version. Okay. You have to fuck one, marry one, and kill the other. Dave oh, is that what that means? I was yes. wondering what that means. Yes. Okay. Dave I Chappelle, Jim Gaffigan, John Leguizamo. Wait, I had to... You have to fuck one, marry, marry one, one, and kill the other. Say their names again. Dave Chappelle, Jim Gaffigan, John Leguizamo. Um, oh, well, I, I know Jim Gaffigan, so I, I can't have sex with him. So um, I'd have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving his six children fatherless. Six children fatherless. Yeah. And, and isn't that so much kinder? <laughs> um, kill him. Uh, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd have uh, John Leguizamo, because he's, he, like, he's wiry and little. He's yes. like in good shape. And when Mary went, and then I'd marry Dave Chappelle. There you go. I think that's the right answer. Dave Chappelle would have the most money of the three probably. of them. Probably. And, 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 and Leguizamo probably fucks like a racehorse. Uh, absolutely. Like a little yeah. tiny racehorse. Absolutely. Who is your favorite gay? My favorite gay? It's my daughter. Oh, you have a des- lesbian daughter? Yes, I do. Oh, that's awesome. Good yes, for my you. daughter. Are you a supportive P-flag mom? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I marched on Pride on Long Island. It was her first Pride ever. Oh. And, she's only, and it's the 50th anniversary. It was huge that's and we marched so cool. together. That's great. That's and my cool. mother marched with us too. Oh, oh that's really sweet. Yeah. Oh, How yeah. did she tell you? Oh, I know her. I have known since she's like... Eight years old, seven years old. She would get crushes on girls that were friends of hers. And my mother, you know, is very English. My mother would say, she has crushes on these girls. She wants to emulate them. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the word she wants to do. Uh. But um, she would just get these crushes that would go, I mean, like, devastating when they, she wouldn't see these little girls anymore. And, and, and crushes on teachers that just went beyond just like a, an admiration for a teacher. And it just, it was just different. It was different. And then as she got older, 12 years old, 11 years old, other the little girls are talking about boys. And she would say, mm-hmm. man, I don't want to talk about boys. I don't want to talk, date boys. And I think penises are disgusting. Oh, my God. And she just. My sisters feel that way, too. And they're straight. So <laughs> that's, that's, straight. Not na- that's not only I a know, lesbian I'm thing. Not, she's not only lesbian. She's English. But anyway. <laughs> so. But there you go. So. And that's I know. And she's. And she's. You know. She's young, too. So she's not out yet at school. But this year, she's going to enjoy the gay. But you just outed her on the ladies. podcast. <laughs> I didn't say her name, though. It's okay. Yeah. Junior, but you know what? That's junior okay. Davey. That's Sherry okay. Junior. Yeah. It's no, okay. No, that is okay. And I don't want there to be a big stigma. Like, no, oh, nor I'm should there be. This is you. This well, you is know who what, you Sherry? My nephews who are like in middle school and high school, they tell me that they have boys walking hand in hand through the it's hallways. It's a much different Girls world. I got to tell you something. It's, it's so different. I, my daughter is 16. It is a very different world than when I was 16 and my cousin was gay and he was wearing a special collar carnation when he went to the pub. You know? Yeah, the green carnation. Exactly, like a special color carnation. Did you know about that? Mm-mm. They still wear special color carnations. That's how you dude. would spot another gay. Oh, like sort of like a, like the um, hanky code. Exactly. Like, and then you come out of the pub and get the, the crap beaten out of you. It's terrible. Well, so sh- this is a much different world, and sh- they're just out. She's lucky to have you as a mom, and we are so lucky to have you oh, on I'm the lucky show. to have her. And look, uh, thank you for this having me here. So do you like the tea? How this, can, please, this I love it. British awesome royalty tea. for a queen. How do people follow you? <laughs> You can go um, uh, sh- uh, Funny Mom Sherry Davey on uh, it, 
the uh, what's it called um Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, that's it. And Sherry Davey on Facebook. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank and you. I will be back Lovely next week. Our you. guest will be actress Julie Halston. Oh. Don't forget to download Adam Sank's last comedy album. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Sank. Subscribe to DNRstudios.com. Donate to the Keep JB on the Ass Fund at AdamSank.com. Thanks, everyone. I love Toodles. you. I love you, Sherry. Love you, too. Thank you Thanks. so much Ta-ta. for having me here. Love Bye. you to meet Toodles. you. Lovely to Cheers. meet you. Bye.